The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Knowles. Come on in, you ain't no sons of guns. Florida State goes up to the somnambulant, the sleepy, the ambient-filled environment of Wake Forest and smacks their head down into their shoulders, Ichabod Crane style. Absolutely fantastic. Decapitated Wake at their house, 41-16. to I was just talking to my colleagues, Kevin, Adam. Who are joining me here on this Instant Reaction Podcast, presented by Knowles247.com, the pinnacle of FSU sports coverage. Um, and outside of like the big, like the big massive games, like the LSU, the Clemson, I don't, I, this might be like the most satisfying like FSU victory of the season, like outside of those big monumental moments. And it may be the game that I, it's been a while. I, I, this instant reaction might go quick, dude, because FSU just completely dominated the entire game. They won it in the first half. I thought they looked a lot better. I don't really have many like lingering qualms to like dissect or knock down. It was just a really, really good performance against not a great team, kind of like just an average wake team with a pretty solid defense. But they did a hundred percent like what they had to do. It just it wasn't close. Florida State Kev went over the numbers. They were 7.7 yards per play. Wake only had 3.9 yards per play. The ACC refs had about like 14.5 yards per play. That kind of kept <laughs> Wake in the game that entire third quarter. But outside of that, man, complete and utter domination. And I am very, very Adam's beautiful children in the background jumping on each other. Fantastic. What's <laughs> up, boys? I don't know, guys. Like your kids are dominating that mattress, Adam. Florida State just absolutely dominated the competition. Oh, brother. I can't. <laughs> welcome to life. welcome to noon game life dude, yeah right? take it away yeah i i think you hit the nail on the head trey i mean if you look at these stats uh thanks to game on paper um win probability i think at its highest it got to like 91 percent fsu you know or that that was the lowest it got you know um mm-hmm. look at all these stats purple is bad green is good you know there's just green there's, green 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 they had like a one or two explosive plays that kind of gave them this little green category. But outside of that, I mean, you had almost double their yards per play, which is, I mean, just, just means that you're just dominating both aspects of the game. If it wasn't for three straight drives with three 15 yard penalties, I mean, this, this score would have been even more lopsided. I mean, as it stands now, what is this, you know, a, a 25 point win. Um, so yeah, an absolute domination. Go in there against, you know, not a bad conference opponent. You know, Wake Forest is down. They don't have A.T. Perry. They don't have Sam Hartman. But Donovan Green, yeah. Um, like, they're not the team they were the past couple of years, but they're still, at, you know, I think SP Plus had them at 60, 63. Middle of the pack. Middle of the pack team that's had your number for the past three years had a totally awful home environment, which... I think the only reason it had a little bit of juice is because there was a ton of garnet in there. One thing I want to talk to you about, Adam, that I thought was interesting. Florida State 
was not without injuries itself. No Johnny mm-hmm. Wilson, no Destin Hill, no Hakeem Williams. Uh, the passing game was a little beat up. Yeah. So we thought that they might run, lean on the run game a little bit more, which which posed an interesting matchup because Wake has a pretty decent run defense. Kev pulled up the numbers. Their yards per drop back were insane. Florida State carved them up mm-hmm. in the passing game with a with a largely depleted receiver core. Jordan Travis, man, awesome game. Outside of that one throw where it, it honestly should have been an interception where Keon got like pushed down and there was some I mean whatever we can talk about the pass interference stuff if you want. I don't even really care. Uh he had a really he had a great game. 22 yeah. of 35, 359 yards, three touchdowns, seven rushes for 29 yards uh and a touchdown on the ground. So four touchdowns, nearly mm-hmm. 400 yards. Um, they were talking about Heisman stuff again. I don't want to really get into that. I don't think it matters, but an absolutely great performance from Jordan on the road. He looked good. He looked in command of the offense and they got the ball to their playmaker, Keon Coleman in space. Who's just, I don't know what exact planet he's from. I'm not even sure he's in the same galaxy that this, that our planet relies on. Yeah. That resides in, I don't know, but. They look good, dude. They wanted to carve them up through the air, and they largely did. What did you think of the uh, the game plan and the execution on the offensive side of the ball? Yeah, and you think about it early. I mean, Jordan wasn't very sharp. He missed Keon on yep. one throw that was high on one of those one of those little now um, mm-hmm. alert throws that they like to do off the run game. Uh, he had the Keon slip that should have been picked, but outside of that, um, you know, it started sluggish, and then they just kind of found their footing. Keon started winning one on ones. They, they got the screen game open with some great effort by the offensive line, peeling back on uh, guys who were made coverage against um, the running backs. You know, obviously the Trey Benson one was huge. I thought he did a nice job of taking those short throws uh, with the running backs. You know, they had a couple arrows to Jaheim Bell. They had a couple yep. arrows to to Trey Benson. Just taking what was available. I thought he did a really nice job of that. Um, I'm anxious to go back and kind of watch the game uh, again and just kind of see what Wake was doing, you know, coverage-wise, what they were trying to accomplish. I mean, obviously they were trying to – They, I think that Wake thought early they could one-on-one Keon, then they found out they couldn't. Uh, old, cat, old, old senior seatbelt. Uh, that's, that's some bitch cut. cut. Dog, that was a seatbelt for the 1950s because that kid went yeah. through the windshield. They put that the was bad. The not seat belt, so. That is not NHTSA certified, that seatbelt. No, that needs to no. go back to the factory. He needs to, he needs to be done with that celebration when it comes to Keon. So I, anyway, it, it was sluggish early, and then they just kind of – I thought they ran the ball really well. I know the, the numbers probably aren't going aren't gonna to suggest that, but I really thought they were efficient running the football today, and it, it helped just kind of keep them ahead of the chains and allow the passing game to flourish. Yeah, and to that point, Adam, 28 rushes, 129 yards, two touchdowns, about 4.6 per rush. Yep. Not not really inherently explosive, but I'm I'm with you. Against Wake, kind of the only thing they do well as a team is stop mm-hmm. the run. I thought it was just enough, and maybe setting up the – establishing the pass so much on that first drive <laughs> yep. helped them, and I thought that was good. But, no, I, th- I thought the running game – was pretty effective today kev i thought the play of the offensive line was markedly improved from last week obviously quality of opponent dictates that but i thought they did well particularly in pass protection jordan had all day to throw they did great and trey benson man give him give the give him his due i thought hard fought game 
score, punch that touchdown in at the end, mm-hmm. and then that great, excellent run after the catch. Just, I, I thought he had a really, really nice game. What did you think of the offensive line play, and then the play of the running backs, Kev? Yeah, I think, um, I think that they were patient with the passing game, which opened up the run. And the first drive, you see, you didn't see them really run the ball until they got into the red zone. You can see early on their game plan was they're going to throw the ball. They're going to open up the box. And they did. And um, by the time that they then went to the running game, the looks were more advantageous. Trey Benson could get moving down downhill faster. They were able to get him out in the screen game where, you know, he's able to get into some space. I think that's really one thing they've been missing a lot this year is being able to successfully run those running back screens. And obviously when they're able to run it, you get Trey Benson in space. And I'm not convinced there's a better running back in the country when he's got five, 10 yards of, of running room to gain momentum. And um, so, I, yeah, I, I think there's a great game for, for Trey Benson. I think they were able to kind of open things up for him. I thought the pass opened up the run. Um, and then he, I think he's getting better every game. I, I think last game against Duke, you saw he was trying to learn to, break his momentum and cut back up field and be kind of a more, you know, balanced runner. And I think you saw a little bit more of that today. And I think you'll see more of it going forward, but he is improving. I think the offensive line is gelling. They're finding things that work for them. Um, And yeah, I I think it all came together. I think there were a few drives early in the, early in the first quarter and in the third quarter where you're, you know, you didn't hit your shots or there was some, some penalties Mm -hmm. or something that kind (laughs) of, stalled a drive or two like at one point in time your defense had given you the ball back three times so fsu had four drives and only 10 points with good field position and you're like well you're not making the most of these opportunities um but eventually i think we've seen it game after game is like you can't evaluate this team this offense on a drive-by-drive basis because if they don't hit a shot one drive that doesn't mean they won't hit that shot next drive and score on you and you can see over the course of a game, over the course of 10, 15 drives, they're going to hit that big play half the time. And then you're going to score eight touchdowns. You know, like that's just how this offense is going to work. And, you know, when you've got the athletes on the outside that this team does, um, I don't think you question it. And I mean, like you said, dude, you got to evaluate the offense performance for the totality of a four quarter performance or three and a half until you put your backups in because they're going to get you. You can kind of, you can kind of get this offense out of rhythm, out of rhythm for maybe like a quarter at most, but eventually the stuff that they scheme up guys were open all game. I thought it was really good game planning, really good play calling. They were open. They missed some shots. Jordan ain't going to miss those shots the entire game. The offensive line isn't going to miss those blocks the entire game. Like this Florida state offense will get you eventually. And all you got to do is keep giving them possessions. And with the way that this defense is playing, they're getting a lot more possessions than they got in the first, in the first like three or four games of the season. Adam, before we move on to the defensive performance, anybody else you want to touch on? I thought um, like as the the Trey Benson fans self-proclaimed, how would you compare this win to an Elden Ring boss? Let me think on that. That's a good one. I ain't a dork. Um, <laughs> that's a really good one. Uh, I thought Byron Turner played pretty well in the second half. Offense, offensive side. Offensive okay, side. Offensive. I think he played a little so, bit too so hard. Trey, yeah, you can talk rest. about Trey Benson. I thought Kyle Morlock had some tough catches. He's a kid that's yeah. been kind of growing up. That's yeah, the road. Kyle Morlock. 
Yeah, that was a dime. Me? That was a freaking dime. <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, Jaheim Bell had a quiet day, but had a couple big catches on the arrow routes. Kaziah Holmes continues to get some touches in there in the in late in games and be a kind of a finisher for them. Rodney Hill had a couple uh, burst runs that were that were solid in the second half. Um, I mean, this the the name of this game really was about JT Keon and then just kind of everybody complimenting them. I thought the offensive line played maybe their best game to date. Um, really didn't allow a lot in the backfield. Um, Really didn't give up a lot of havoc plays. Kept JT pretty clean, um, and they really got off schedule. If JT, if they had an execution error, if JT missed a throw, or if a flag went on the ground, and that's yeah. really the only thing to kind of stop them today. I agree. This was like beating Morgott and Lendell, the capital of the lands between, because you, you did what you wanted to do. Very satisfying win, but there's about Morgott. to be a nice difficulty spike when you go up to the mountaintop of the Giants or at the foot of the Erd tree you can see you can see the Elden Ring right in front of you but you still got a little bit to go and it's the toughest stretch before everybody tunes out and punches their radios in unison at my nerd talk Kevin please save me save me and talk about the defense I thought I don't know how many sacks to tackle for Los Angeles but they were they were relentless I believe it was Eight tackles for loss and five sacks, something like that. No, 11 tackles for loss, five sacks. Um, just unreal numbers. Um, yeah, the defense played really well. I felt like a lot of the numbers, the only thing that kept this defensive performance from being elite were kind of those penalties that extended drives and um, the just the fact that the offense kind of would have these moments where they, they were just kind of punting and putting the defense back on the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still had to defend 83 plays, which, which is a good amount of plays. Um, and so I think that the defense <clears throat> played a really solid game. You have that one run they gave up in the first half and outside of that, basically nothing in the first half, um, allowing you to get the big lead in the second half. It was like um, just some, weird field position situations and uh, a couple ba- penalties that were questionable. And and you're looking at a, you know, a defense performance that's numbers didn't look as elite, as dominant as the actual performance was. I it, wake didn't, Wake didn't have a chance. There was nothing going for their de- for their offense. No, and my Elden Ring reference was apparently so egregious that Adam Adam made a face, so I cut his internet connection. Or he may have things to do with his family. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, it's just me and you, Kev, for the r- remainder of this. I'm with you, dude. I love that the defense was suffocating. The, the, the yards, the production does not match the number of points. Mitch Griffiths was 6 for 16, 82 yards. <laughs> Um, they only had 128 yards running on 49 carries, 2.6 per. I, I'm sorry. Once again, I cannot wait to get out of this just three-mile <laughs> island dump of a conference. It is disgust Every time, dude, literally roughing, roughing, unnecessary roughness plays that are fabricated, horizontal slings that are somehow like horse collars. Keon Coleman getting, I don't know, dude, getting like Mark Henry bear hugged in the middle of his route. And he's trying to push him off because he feels like there's some inappropriate touching going on and the flag <laughs> gets thrown on him. It was gross. Hedgepeth sucks. They all kind of suck. All the ACC refs suck. It didn't matter. We were good enough where it didn't 
But Mike Alfred, I know you're watching this game. Get us out, dude. I am. I am over it. I'm over talking about it. I don't want to talk about it anymore because yeah. it makes it. It took a dominant win. This was still a dominant win, but it could have been absolutely dominant. It could have been 100% suffocating. Florida State is playing for bigger things than the honor of this garbage conference that it wants to leave behind in its wake. Ugh. I'm done with it, dude. We need all the points, all the style points that we can get, and I want to just keep on dominating. And these refs, dude, I don't want to talk about them anymore. Schematically, from a from a defensive standpoint, I think the name of the game when you're defeated, like when you're trying to defend this wake slowish offense, which they didn't even really run. They ran like three times, like sparingly, so. and that's pretty normal. They don't run it all that much. It just you remember it when they do. <laughs> Right. It was it just because Florida State's defensive line was too dominant. Yeah, I think that played a bit in it. You know, I think they knew that that wasn't going to be something that they'd be able to kind of consistently go towards. I, I I don't think that they trust their offensive line all that much, and the interior pressure, uh, the few times they ran it was just suffocating. Um, so they they they, they didn't go to it often, and it's kind of like saying that, you know, Georgia Tech back with Paul Johnson was a triple option offense. Well, they ran the triple option, but that wasn't the only play they right. ran. Right. So um, <clears throat> that's kind of a misnomer, but you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting play. Yeah. They, they really didn't have much going for them. I, I think that they had something kind of uh, in the running game that they would kind of overload one side of the field. I, and they, they were, you know, like everybody does trying to get uh, one of Florida state's corners in the run fits. And that's how they kind of got their, their big run is that, you know, the, uh, gap didn't close fast enough and he kind of broke through it but outside of that um yeah wake didn't really have much going and a lot of that just had to be with off fsu's defensive line dominating fsu's corners being just suffocating throughout the game there was really nowhere to go with the ball um and even when there was the quarterback was seeing ghosts to the point where he wasn't wanting to release the ball downfield i mean you're seeing this more and more with teams. Teams just don't want to throw against Florida State. They just really don't. There's there's nothing there. And so, like, you're like, well, why does Florida State give up more running yards than passing yards? Well, essentially because people aren't wanting to throw. They the threw it them. 16 times, and they ran it 49. It was a concerted effort to try and run the football against Wake. So, yeah, they were more successful at it comparatively. There, It was 3.9 yards per play. Wait, you With said the, there were 16 attempts? From Mitch Griffiths. I don't know if uh, Furio Junta, I don't know how many he had when he came in in the fourth quarter, but I don't know if he had any. But yeah, 16 attempts from Mitch Griffiths. For, for reference, I'm looking at Wake's stats. The second least they threw the ball this season was 26 times against Vanderbilt, 25 times against Clemson. So you kind of just said you're not going to throw the football. And did they, so they are so... Dis, disincentivized to throw the ball against this Florida State defense, they were down big the entire game. If there's one time when you're going to chunk out the running game, no matter what's happening, to try to get in it, it's when you're down that big. And they still didn't throw the ball, man. And I do think it's because some teams maybe see that Florida State's run fits and run defense is, is sometimes that's the place where you can get them if you can. Yep. But I don't know. I think that we've always talked about Florida State over the past couple of years being a very hard team to hit explosive passing plays on. I think it's time to take that a step further. They're one of the best pass defense teams in the country, dude. 
especially since after that second half of Clemson, when they kind of tightened all the screws up a little bit, the communication in the secondary has been great. The corners have been very, very, very good in pass coverage. And it's just tough, dude. There's no easy throws to be found on this team. So a lot of the opposing offense are saying, screw it. I don't even want to try. And that kneecaps you right from the start, especially in college football in 2023. Think of those wake offenses in the past, man. They're hitting explosive vertical passing plays or they're drawing pass interference penalties. Clawson said not even worth it today. We're just going to try to beat them by running. Not going to happen. So just you bring up a point and I, I kind of want to look it up as it stands right now. FSU's 23rd in yards per attempt, seventh in opposing passing rating. When was when was the Clemson game? What date? Yeah. Do you know? Uh, let me look that up here. Clemson versus Florida State. I wonder if the chat's going to find it out. Uh, September 23rd. All right. So if I start after that game, um, yeah, Florida State's giving up the lowest percentage of passing yards in the country. The second best opposing passer rating, the first, the best yards per attempt in the country since the Clemson game. Now a lot of that, a lot, a lot of that, you got to think of the level of the quarterbacks that you face. But you know, we the injured quarterback, the backup quarterback. Okay, whatever. Kyron Jones is the best quarterback on that Virginia Tech team, a team that has been playing. Garrett well. Schrader might get drafted. <laughs> Garrett, I, Garrett looked fine to me. The Wake starting quarterback played this year. Everybody's banged up in Week Eight. Our, our, we're banged up on the defensive side of the ball from the second half of the Clemson game on. You have been like. The Arguably best pass the defense best in the pass defense in the entire country in and, the heart of your conference schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you've been one of the best defenses period since that day. And like, yeah, you, you didn't play much of anybody, but I mean, how many teams are playing top end matchups every game? You know, your, your stretch over these past four games would be like the toughest stretch of Michigan's schedule. <laughs> that's so true. And that's the thing too. You see it every single week. Top 10 teams struggling with flotsam and jetsam at home on the road. Oklahoma versus like UCF. There's all of these. Got Washington against what? Arizona State. There are so, this is not, you are dealing with 18 to 22 year old young men. Like essentially just almost children. You are, it's so hard to get consistent effort week to week, regardless of environment. As the pressure continues to mount for an undefeated team, Yet you are finding a way to get consistent effort, execution, and level of play. Florida State, I don't know when this national narrative is going to go away. Florida State was put on upset alert by national analysts that I respect their opinion. Stop it. They're one of the best teams in the entire country. And you may not like the way it looks from a national analysis perspective, but they are handily beating every team in front of them. Week after week after week, they are executing and doing the job. They have the resume of the best team in the country, and they have units that are playing like the best in the country. It's time to recognize. I know <laughs> the Florida State fans do. It's time to recognize rest of the country, in my opinion. The thing is, the thing is, almost every great team or every college football playoff team, every you know BCS team, whatever you want to make that metric, every like top five ten team has one of those games where they just 
look bad against good comp or against bad competition, right? They don't have yeah. it. Even even the all-time great teams, right? Like a 2001 Miami against like Boston College, 2013 right. FSU against Boston College, right? Well, right FSU there. struggled against Boston College where they just did it early in the season, right? You're mm -hmm. going to see these like Ohio States, these Michigans, these they're going to they're going to struggle one game and the lucky ones get out of it, right? Penn State got out of it today against a really bad Indiana team. Washington got out of it against Arizona State. It's just like it feels like FSU is getting penalized for that being early. And I know that like right? shaped how people saw Florida State. Oh, this is a team that's not actually for real because that was the second game I saw of them. But then like these teams like Washington, no one's going, oh, that Arizona State game was indicative that Washington's not a real football team you know like they've got memory wild. hold dude it's like it never happened it's like the only game that Washington's ever played was against Oregon and then whatever like Portland State or whoever they beat 900 to zero well to be fair no one's staying up to watch Washington play yeah no offense no offense to big Phoenix energy or whatever Desmond Howard was screaming like a madman the day <laughs> when they played on college game day but yeah dude it's weird just as you have to evaluate the FSU offense in the totality of its body of work over the game, you gotta you gotta evaluate an entire season's body of work over the entire season, every single game that they played. It'd be like evaluating the Florida State offense based off their like third drive of this game where they went like three and out, and then you hold it over their heads for the entire year. I'm not talking to you guys, the learned, educated. <laughs> Handsome and beautiful subscribers of Knowles 24-7 and people listening to us talk right now. I'm talking to you, rest of the country. Get the picture, pal. <laughs> FSU is king of the mountain, and we're the best. Rankings come out on Tuesday. Reflect it. Kev, anything else you want to hit on? I thought Cotton Fitzsimmons had another good day. Got a weird short miss out of his system. Out of his Not system. Not worried Moving about it. On. Done. Low pressure. Weird angle. Never going to happen again. We love Cotton Fitzsimmons. I'm knocking on wood just in case. Um, special teams did good. couple good returns from Deuce Spawn. Um, he looks dangerous back he there. Died, man. Dude, he, it was funny. We wondered if the confidence from that kick return would translate to like the offensive side of the ball. It didn't, but it is 100% translated to the rest of his kickoffs, dude. He looks like he can break one almost every time, which when you're already playing special teams – According to the advanced analytics, at the best, like the best in the country, you're getting even better week to week. It's good, dude. The numbers have suggested historically that Norvell teams have gotten better as the season goes on. It's, it's looking like it. It's looking like it with this one as well. Any anything else you want to touch on before we let the the rest of these people get to uh, get to get to the rest of their wonderful Saturday afternoons? No, I would say I'm just going to leave it. I think Renardo Green, Deuce Cypress are two of the best lockdown corners right now. They looked really good. Seatbelt. They're the seatbelt guys. <laughs> They're the seat. They don't need the seatbelt. Uh, <laughs> they don't need to remind people. Um, Jordan Travis, when he's wheeling and dealing, I mean, this is just a fun team to watch. Enjoy it. This even great programs rarely have years where they're just dominating everybody they play. And so um, enjoy it tired of hearing all the, the the complaining you have a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense that very rarely happens enjoy this team um they're back to play a, a, another away game against Pitt. uh i don't think wake was really that big of a trap risk Pitt always is they play really tough defense um uh, i'll be trying to break down kind of what they do later this week um but it's always tough to play a defensive team on the road um, but 
I think I think this is a team that's that's kind of fun to watch and kind of kind of special with the athletes they have on the outside and um that's their enjoy it. <laughs> I I'm with you man. Cold weather too looking ahead to that massive rivalry game in Tallahassee Florida State has to take care of business. I have no doubt that they're going to come in with a professional mindset and you guys really should enjoy this man. I know that and that's what we get our bread and butter for is analysis, breaking it down, play by play. And that's what we like to do. But it's time to take a step back. You're 8-0. You look fantastic. You just took out a large club and bashed Wake's brains in at home in front of like 16,000 fans or whatever was there at the <laughs> high school stadium. Enjoy it, dude. It don't happen very often. It's It really is great times. And a lot of the reason for that is the quality of player that Florida State has right now. Thebattlesin.com. Guys, I know that you've heard about it from a lot of people, and you're going to hear about it from us again. It is so important. It is so important because the seeds of this team were planted in the offseason when you got guys like Jordan Travis, Jared Verse, Johnny Wilson, Trey Benson, Fabian Lovett retained on your roster while you added them with compliments like Braden Fisk, Keon Coleman. That's how this team was made. It was made in the offseason through the fruits of TB's labor. And guys, we are enjoying the harvest right now of a fantastic season. Unfortunately, with college football, it's a year-to-year build. Just because it happened this year, there is no guarantee that it's going to happen next year, especially with all the talent that we have going to the NFL draft after this year. Guys, get in on the TBE train quick. Ingram and the boys are going to need you this offseason so we can keep this rolling. And I know you do because I know you feel real good right now. Because I do, and so does Kev. I'm going to have a wonderful just rest of my day. I may go beat Elden Ring for the fourth time because <laughs> I'm that big of a dork. I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be crazy. I could go to Home Depot. But you guys need to go to Knowles247.com and check out all the awesome coverage of this game surrounded by the best team in the country covering what I think is the best college football team in the country. We love you. Thanks for sticking with us. Keep chopping. <laughs>